Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. Good morning. This is not exactly the way we had planned for today to go. I had planned to be there in person with you, sharing God's Word, but uh, my plans have changed, and out of safety and precaution, I instead am filming this from the beauty of my sunroom back here in Beckwith. So God bless you as you meet together this morning, and my apologies for not being able to make it, but this sure seems to be the wiser thing to do. It's not feeling quite right, and don't want to share it with anybody else. I'm grateful for the technology and for Lorna's patience and willingness to make this work. So thank you, Lorna, for enabling this so I can still be able to share with you this morning. Usually on a Sunday morning, I would be just down the street at Northgate, participating in the ministry there and being a part of it and loving it. And uh, it's a joy to share with you today, though, and pray that Brent and Linda have a lovely vacation wherever they may be and enjoying themselves this long weekend. There are many scriptures and scripture passages that we all know, and having been more or less raised a Christian all my life, there's many that I've memorized and could say with um, quite ease. But in the last few years, I've been stopping and asking myself, what does it really mean? And perhaps it started when I entered church renewal and was asked the question, what does it mean to abide? And realized I knew the Bible verse, I knew the passage, I could quote it, didn't really preach on it. But I, I, I didn't really know what it meant to abide, and nobody had really taught it or modeled it for me as to how to abide. So I've been enjoying looking at scriptures and words since then and asking myself and asking the Holy Spirit to show me, what does this mean? How do I do this? Recently, I was going through the word perseverance, and what does it mean to persevere, like really persevere? And for the last few months, I've been parked in the passage of Psalm 46, be still. What does it mean to be still? I mean, I've been sick for the last few days, and being still just about kills me. I don't enjoy being still at all. But how do we separate the idyllic kind of sitting by the lake at the cottage, um, being still, watching the sunset, that sort of thing, from the idea of the every day that the psalmist calls us into, living, be still, and know that I am God. So as we've read today, this is a beautiful passage, but what a contrast of wars all around and in the middle of that, be still and know that I am God. Whenever there's a, a psalm with lots of instructions at the beginning of it, it means pay attention. So in this particular psalm, David says, for the choir director, a song of descendants to Korah to be sung by soprano voices. So we're not going to sing it in soprano voices this morning, but that's the way it was written, to be sung and to be sung in a way that we pay attention to it. God is our refuge and our strength. It's meant to be sung with power and, and might. Also, it's broken into three interludes, which, you know, I'm, I'm often in a hurry and and today, we're such a funny society. We get upset if it takes two minutes at the Tim Hortons in the drive-thru. When we used to just have to stand in line, and back in my early days, we'd watch it being made, and 15 minutes was nothing. So when I read a psalm and it says interludes, I've been guilty of just zipping by. And, you know, 
interlude. Yeah, okay, on to the next part. But today I want to read it in the three sections that it was written and speak from it in those three sections and break it down. And, and in between each section, we'll pause, reflect, and pray a bit as we go through it. So join me today as we open up God's Word and we look at Psalm 46. Father, thank you for your Word. Thank you that it's living. Thank you that of all these penned words, maybe thousands of years old, they're new. Every day your word is new to us as life in you is, is new every day. And we face life in you and with you by the power of your spirit. Thank you for your word. Make it come alive to us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I love how this passage starts. God is our refuge. God is our refuge and our strength, always ready to help in a time of trouble. Though the earthquakes come, though the mountains rumble, though the oceans roar and foam, God is our refuge. In the storms and the seasons of life, as we look all around us and hear what's going on in Europe and in places beyond and hear of earthquakes and volcanoes and storms that are never happened before and heat waves in Europe. Goodness, what is going on? And we wonder, what is going on? It's good to rest in this truth that God is our refuge and our strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. The question I ask myself, and I'd like to share it with you as well, is, is God my first go-to when life around me seems to be crumbling? When life around me seems to be raging and the foams of the sea are splashing all over me, do I really, in the core of my being, do I really believe these words that God is my refuge, always ready to help me in my times of trouble? So I take a look at a passage like this. And during this interlude, during this pause, I... I pray such words like this. Lord, lead me to the simple place of trust that you are our God. You are my God, my strength, my place of refuge. Lead me to this place where you become my first go-to whenever I see trouble raging around me, that I go to you first, no matter what you are my refuge you are my strength you are always ready in times of trouble praise be your name second part of the psalm goes on and says a river brings joy to the city of God the sacred home of the most high God dwells here and he protects it so we're protected his voice thunders and the earth melts. God is indeed our fortress. I love this picture given to us through this part portion of the psalm. I know David is referring to Jerusalem as the place where God dwells, but we know beyond that. We know as Revelation talks about, about a, a new Jerusalem that will be coming. And Revelations 22 verse 1 and 2, it says, The angel showed me a river with the water of life clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb. 
It flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life bearing twelve crops of fruit with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. No longer will they be a curse upon anything, for the throne of God and the Lamb will be there, and his servants will worship him. A river flows through this new Jerusalem. The kingdom of God is also us. He dwells in us, we dwell in him, and wherever we dwell together, we can appreciate and see the kingdom of God. So you and I, as believers in Jesus Christ, are also part of this kingdom. Not a, not a physical kingdom like Jerusalem, but part of a kingdom that exists worldwide, that we're part of God, we're part in Christ of this kingdom. It's a kingdom not made with human hands, but indeed the place where God dwells. And he dwells in the midst of us. What a hope. What a promise we have. Psalm 46 verse 4 says here, The river, this river, brings joy to the city of God. And it reminds me also of the words that Jesus spoke when he was here on earth in the, in the New Testament. They, he writes in John 7, 38 to 39, Whoever believes in me, whoever is a part of this, my eternal kingdom, this dwelling place of God, out of his or her own heart shall flow rivers of living water. We too, through believing in Jesus, can experience this river of living water, bringing us joy and sustaining us. A river of the Spirit of God rises up from the center of our lives, bringing life to us and to those around us. So the nations, they're in chaos. The kingdoms are crumbling. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here. God is indeed our fortress, our refuge, and our strength, our very help in times of trouble. My first go-to, God is my refuge and my strength. Do I drink of this stream of living water that comes our way, my way? Rest. Pause and reflect on these truths. Ah, oh, you are greater than anything that may surround me, Father. You, your river within me brings me joy. And may I turn first and drink of the richness of this river of joy and always come to you in my times of trouble. For you are always there, ready to help. Verse 8 to 11 goes on and invites us, come and see. Come and see for yourself this river of life. Come and see for yourself this kingdom of God. Come and see for yourself. God is my refuge and my fortress. Come and see God at work. And it's interesting, the invitation we get to come and see. It's that come and see his kingdom in action. He brings destruction. He causes wars to cease. He breaks the bow and the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Come and see. It's not something we'd normally invite somebody to, but we're seeing the power of God in action. What an interesting place. For out of this come and see comes this next verse. In the midst of all the chaos and the destruction going around, <clears throat> this invitation is extended for us to see and for the nations around to see as well. <clears throat> Be still. 
and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be. We're invited to be. And I'd say most of us don't have any idea how to do that. What's it like to be? Not do, but to actually be. We're great at doing, all of us. There's always a list. There's always so much we should do. The last couple of days, I haven't been able to do anything. My list is just sitting there. I'll always have a list. But how do I learn how to be? How do I learn how to just be in what God has called and created me to be? It's a call for me to cease from living in fear and motivated by fear all around me. To cease from living my own way and my own life and invited to be who and how God designed and created me, created us to be. Created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. That's Ephesians 2, verse 10. To be. It's to be who God has called us to be. We have to know that, but then to be that. That's how we find fullness. That's how we find this stillness, is to be who God calls us to be. Be still. Still. Well, that's as hard a word to understand as be, because in the English language, still means no movement. But the actual meaning in this is kind of a contrast to that. The root word comes from the Hebrew word, rapha, and it means not striving, not fighting, or resisting. To put your hands down, not pushing away, not resisting, but to put your hands down and rest. To put down our defenses to trust. It's an active sense of trust. Not just kind of hoping the world's all going to work out somehow, but actively knowing and trusting that God is going to work out these details. Fully engaged in trust. To trust God that he indeed is our only hope, our only refuge, and our strength. To know, to acknowledge, and to fully comprehend who God really is. Being still, surrender, at peace, not resisting, resting, being still. It means knowing this truth and actively living it out and resting in it. Constantly surrendered to the truth of who God is and who I am in light of this truth. From this place. From this place of us being still, to be being still, God is honored. Our lives and his stillness bring him honor. Our lives and stillness give him glory, fully trusting in him and surrendered from all our efforts brings him joy, brings him honor, brings him glory. Delighting in this river of joy that sustains us. How do we fully trust you, Lord? Am I still striving to do this on my own? Do I know what it's like to rest? 
Do I know who I'm called to be in you? Am I fearful of others? Do I need to defend myself? Or can I trust in you to defend me? When troubles crash all around me, do I come to you right away and trust? Do I really believe that you are always ready to come in times of trouble? Can I surrender to the stillness and trust and live out life in the fullness of the way that you created me to be? Can I be at rest in that? Can I be who I am, not trying to be anybody else? Lord God, my Father, through the stillness of my life, surrendered in trust completely to you. May you be honored by my life as I live out being still in you. What a promise. What joy this brings us. Be still. Know that he is God. He will be exalted and glorified as we live this way. Thank you for letting me meet with you today. Sorry for a little bit of a raspy voice, but it's what all I've caught. So God bless you. And may the reading and the, the nurturing of his word bring you life and hope and encouragement as your growth and trust in Jesus continues on. As we get to know him and love him and live out life fully until the day he returns, we get to be part of this new city, this new life, this new world, this new heaven. He is coming soon. But until then, live out in trust and confidence that he is our refuge and our strength, our very help in times of trouble. God bless you so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.